so fun to be with you all this morning. Um, we've been here for the last just under a week, and this past weekend, uh, we just did this beautiful, beautiful event called Every Disciple Sent. And we've just been seeing, like, we just saw the Lord do so many cool things. Uh, Pastor Paul already shared this morning, eight people gave their lives to Jesus yesterday. Hey? And it was so, it's just been so, so special because what we felt just from the Lord over a year ago is like we just have to start equipping the Canadian church, every one of us, to go share the gospel. Hey? Because... God's looking for a witness. He's looking for faith on the planet. And he's looking to partner with you through your obedience, through your faith, to actually impact one more person. And through this, this whole thing, we just, we just got to see the, like, the mercy of God dispersed towards your city yesterday and a couple days before that. And we will continue in this week as, as Paul announced, like we're, we're having this school. It'll be happening Tuesday night to Friday night and then Saturday morning with breakfast. It, it, what it is, is like we're equipping you should you desire to come. We'd love to have you come because it's just going to be like a wild Jesus party every night. And who likes wild Jesus parties? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I, they're actually the best. I think as the North American church, we just need to dance more. Hey? I think we need to hug more, dance more, and sit in hammocks more. I think we would be healthier if we did those three things in church as well, hammock church. And um, so it's so, it's so special. Um, so we've been speaking and ministering for the last couple days, and this morning I was like, because you're like, all right, Lord, what, what should I talk about this morning? You know, I was, I was up at a, like, after being up really late, and we just had so much fun. My feet are still sore from dancing. And I was like, Lord, what should, we, what should, what should I share this morning? You know, you, I'm doing that because we've all had those moments where you're like, oh. You're like, ask, and then you wait. And that just, that small whisper is like, just share the gospel. Hey? Because there's no other message in heaven or on earth that can make people right. Hey? There's, there's honestly, there's no other message. <laughs> there's no other message. Congratulations, you know it. <laughs> Good job. And you heard it by faith. And when you heard it with faith, the power of God hit you and actually transformed something inside of you. It made you new and whole, and right with God, and you actually have the capacity to hear his voice. You have the capacity to lay your hands on people, and they'll recover, because the resurrection of Jesus wasn't just to remove sin, it was to give you a kingdom. Hey? And this, our hearts are just burning for this one thing, and it's the, the greatest message. It's the message that creation is longing to hear. It's longing that you would know yourself as a child of God. The creation, every person not in a church building, not gathering to worship anywhere in this city is actually longing to hear. It's that you would understand who you've become because of him who died and was resurrected and that his witness would actually bear fruit through your life. Hey? 
And it's so, so special. So I'm waiting and I'm like, I, I just hear like the Holy Spirit in that little voice say, preach the gospel. It's like, oh, right. Because I don't have anything to give. Because <laughs> I'm just not that impressive. But he is. He's the desire of nations. And then Kristen plays that song, It Is Well. And that thought, the bliss of this glorious thought, your sin, not in part, but the whole. He didn't pay to make you a half sinner on your way to half sainthood. He didn't pay to put you in a place of progression out of sinnerhood into sainthood. He paid that you are now a saint. Right now, Because he caused you to be born again. Who here is born again? And if you're not, you can be born again today. And it's not just forgiveness of sin, which is absolutely an essential, but it actually is you're born again into him to become like he is. Able to behold him as a son or a daughter. But in order to be born again, that means you actually had to have died. Right? That just makes sense? It's like, to be born again means something else had to stop. So, that is the gospel. Is that when you put your faith in Jesus, the finished work of Jesus on your behalf, actually canceled out the sinful nature that actually was hostile against God. When you actually humbled yourself and said, God, I repent of sin. I repent of all of its form. You actually appealed to him. And as first Peter's letter actually says that you appealed to him through baptism for a clean conscience. And when you were baptized, you were actually baptized literally into the death of Jesus and then made alive into his resurrection. So the truth of the blood of the Son of God, the water and the Spirit actually give witness that the, your baptism means you've been made right with Him. Literally, so, you, so He died for you, and then He died as you. He actually effectively cut out of you. He circumcised your heart to make it a heart of flesh because he's God and he's able to take a heart of stone and make it flesh. He's actually able to take a heart that is dead and lost in darkness and sin and demonic affliction and make it new because he's God and he gave himself through the gospel. And the gospel is the impartation of the nature and power of God himself towards you. He actually gave himself in you. I remember we were in, in our city, Peterborough, and we, we saw this lady. We, were, we went out and we were, we were sharing the gospel like we've been doing the last couple days here. And then we um, are going to be doing all this week too. It's just going to be super fun. 
at this school, and it, it's just going to be glorious. But we're, we're out in our city, Peterborough, and uh, just a couple young leaders and I, and they were like, hey, can we go like, share the gospel today? And I was like, what a great idea. <laughs> right, so we go out, and they bought a bunch of, of cards for the grocery store. We, we go out, and um, we start distributing them and just giving them to people and just like, hey, just, just for groceries or whatever you need, just uh, you know, have a great day. And this one girl's like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. So we start talking to her and, and sharing, and we're like, hey, have you ever heard the gospel before? She was like, oh, what, what's that? And so we use this little tool. I don't know if you can see it on the screen. Oh, look at that nice sweater. <laughs> Great sweater. Who designed these? Ben? Ben. What a gem, eh? So um, anyway, I don't know if you can. We use a tool called the Three Circles, which I think you've trained the church in. Jason Chin was just here, and I'm sure he did a retouch on that. And anyway, so we share the gospel with this girl. And she, was, she literally, it was one of those stories that she was like, I actually came here today to get drunk. And she's like, and then contemplate whether I was going to take my own life today. And I promise you, like, that story is actually happening in Moncton today. Because we've, we've just given ourselves to the mission, the Great Commission, the only mission. And we've gone out so often that those stories are actually, like, when you hear this, you know, you heard the, the traveling evangelist, like, sharing the gospel on an airplane and someone gets saved? You probably, you know those stories? You know why those happen? Because someone just opened their mouth and talked about Jesus. You know, you hear those stories of like people who are like, as I'm sharing, someone's thinking about suicide and then a Christian shows up. They literally happen because someone is bold and courageous enough just to make them known. They're not rare occasions for just a couple, a handful of believers. They're actually, it's actually a busted up world out there and God has fight in his heart. And when we partner with him through the speaking, the sharing of the gospel, he partners with us to reach people. Because there's power in the gospel of Jesus. And I promise you, if you were to go out today, literally today, and just go out and start praying for people, you'd start to, because you're obeying Jesus, you're actually then participating in the dispersed grace of his son, which means there's grace from heaven, there's power from heaven. So obedience, stepping into obedience, positions you to access power and grace yes. from God, yes. and therefore you will experience his leading. Yes. It's, it's one and the same. And as also you, you realize you're, you're being matured through obedience to follow the Spirit, to have fellowship with God, that's why every form of obedience actually matters. Prayer, fasting, generosity, love, baptism, all of it, sharing the gospel, all of it trains you to actually think like God. And then you find you're walking with him, and then kingdom stuff happens. Hey? It actually, it matters that you obey him. And it matters that you obey him in the making of the gospel known. So we're sitting with this girl, we start sharing the gospel, and she's like, I need this. And we're like, then let's pray. And so we, 
we start praying with her. And what was beautiful as she started to repent of sin, we start talking to her about baptism. It was so special because she's, she's just sitting there in this, just this park in our city. And she, she also goes, oh, I just feel him. And he, he wasn't far away. He wasn't down the street, not down the block, because he's given through the gospel. And when she heard the gospel, received it, she received him, and he immediately came and made his home in her. And then a couple months later, we got to baptize her. We usually practice baptism immediately and just through a couple different things, we got to baptize her a couple months later. But through that whole time, she started telling her son about what she'd experienced. So when I met up with her again, she was like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to get baptized. And so is my son. <laughs> and as I go, it was awesome. So we go, we meet her. Uh, meet him, and, and in that time, as like I met her the one day, talked about baptism. By the time the next day when we went to do it, she was like, or he was like, hey, one of my friends wants to get baptized. So we just had ourselves a little baptism party down by the lake in our, in our city. It was so, it was so special because God is given. He actually gave himself fully through the gospel. And there's not a part of his heart that wasn't fully given. And what is beautiful about that is he actually came and effectively removed sin. That's literally why addicts are no longer addicts. It's literally why the deaf ears, deaf ears can open. Why bodies can be restored. We, we saw healing miracles even in this morning service. Why? Because he did it. He accomplished it, and he effectively removed everything that Adam gave birth through into a sinful world. He effectively removed it and provided his righteousness. It's a gospel that has teeth and power and makes people new. Hey? What it means is that in the death and resurrection of Jesus, your life is so completely held in that space that your past sinful nature was effectively removed, pulled out of you, and you became alive to him. Every lie, every, every lie that the enemy throws at you, every mistake of your past actually was removed. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the, is nailed to the cross, and you bear it no more. God actually caused, through Jesus, to make you born again. And if you're born again, you bear the resemblance of the one who gave birth, gave new life. So now you've actually said, that's why Paul confidently wrote in Ephesians and in Colossians and in Galatians that you put on the new self who's made in the image of the one who created it. He actually 
confidently asserts that you can put on the new self. In Colossians 3, it says, set your mind on things above, where Christ is to be revealed with the glory of God. He's actually saying, you have become a brand new creature. And you can put on that self and actually identify as a saint and no longer a sinner. No longer bound in the affliction and the identity and the affliction of the old and what the enemy would actually have for you. You actually have been made as squeaky clean as the Son of God himself. And it is right and absolutely biblical for you to see yourself as a saint, born again with power that actually came and dwelt in you and caused you to actually see yourself in truth and go, I'm going to no longer partner with sin. When I first got saved, I, di- I, didn't, like, I knew nothing. I honestly thought grace was like a girl that Jesus helped. <laughs> it was just like, I knew nothing. I, um, I didn't even know there was an Old Testament. My friends gave me this little like New Testament, and I'm like, and I just like was like, wow, this is cool, reading it. And then they were like, wow, you've already almost read the New Testament, and I was like, uh huh. And they're like, oh, we got to get you an old one. And I was like, what? <laughs> an old one? Like, because they were like trying to like disciple me slowly in, and I was just like, yeah, it was just hilarious because they just because I knew nothing, but God had given me a new nature. So when I said yes to Him. I would be at home on a Saturday night knowing that I had to go to church the next day and I would be high and drunk. And I'd be like, okay, I I know I need to go to church. I'm I'm getting my life right with Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus, but I still have all these things that I'm holding on to. And I would just go, I guess I, I I got to read my Bible. I don't know what to do. So I'd crack open this little New Testament, sit in the stairs because I didn't want my parents still to find me because I was still high and inebriated. And so I'd just sit there and I'd read And I would just start to experience his presence. Because he'd disperse grace for me. And I'd just sit there quietly and I'd just start, I didn't even know I was experiencing his voice. I was just like, wow, I just feel him. And he wasn't like, yo, Adam, time to clean up, man. He didn't come with shame or condemnation. He fathered me and helped me to see that I was the product of his son. And I just slowly started to let him love me. And in so doing, I started to lose taste for the things that were of the flesh because I was learning to live by the spirit. And by the spirit, I was putting to death the things of the flesh. That's why Paul said in Galatians 2.20 that it's no longer he who lived, but Christ in him. And Paul wasn't writing that for himself. He was writing it for you. So that you would be like, I'm actually the possessor of the nature of God. And as you start to see yourself in the born again nature of who he called you to be, you'll actually realize that 
he gave you everything pertaining to life and godliness, and therefore you can walk as him. 2 Peter 1, verses like 3 and 4 actually says that he has given you everything for life and godliness. Everything. Not a part left out. That actually means like it, in very simple terms, it means can you walk like God? Yeah. Because he gave you the permission and the power to do so. And then it says that by his great promises, he made you a partaker of the divine nature. Oh, just some, I love I love talking the gospel because when you're when you're sharing it, you can actually you feel it in the room because he he puts power on it because it's just him. He's a, he's given through the gospel. He's attached to it. He and the, the gospel is in him. So when you start talking, all of a sudden people, you see people start to have faith and they're like, oh, and then they're like, and his presence starts to come and then they get a little. Right? And he did it. He actually did it. We just had these um, big worship events just in our city, and what was so special about it, I was just walking around after them, and I was just like, he did it. He did it. Because we had this lady who came, she ended up giving her life to Jesus. We had a kiddie pool set up to baptize people, which took forever to set up in a park because we had to take buckets from like a nearby, like it was just so much work. But we set up this little kiddie pool and this, uh, this woman comes and she ends up hearing the gospel. She wants to give her life to Jesus. We go and we baptize her. Turned out I didn't know this at the time, but she had hearing aids in. So she took them out in order to get baptized so they wouldn't get damaged. So she goes in, she gives her life to Jesus, she gets born again, baptized into his death and resurrection. She's now completely new. Nothing about her past remains. All of heaven is like child of God. Free from sin today. And as she comes out of the water, she starts drying off, we give her a towel. Um, People start praying for that the Holy Spirit would come make his home in her. And our friend comes up behind her and just lays her hands on her ears. Didn't know why. Didn't know that she'd taken out the ear, ear, um, hearing aid. She just knew, I just felt led to put my hands on her ears and just prayed. And the girl keeps drying off. And all of a sudden she's like standing there and she looks around and goes, Holy, I can hear! <laughs> awesome! Because he did it. He did it. And then the next night, we shared that testimony, and this other lady walked forward, and she's like, I'll take that. (laughs) So we're like, amazing. So our prayer team comes around her, because he did it. And since she was 12, she had hearing problems, and they were completely restored. Right? And then last night, this, like, this room was a mess. It was, it was a mess. A, a really good mess. 
I uh, <laughs> I went up to Kristen up there, and because you're like on the board, and they're just watching everything. And I went up, and I was like, Kristen, you gonna go down there and get sauced like everyone else? <laughs> and he was like, Man, it's wild down there, because there was just bodies everywhere as the Holy Spirit was moving. And and the, and I I can only this is I I can't give great like understanding to this other or revelation to this other than this is what I've come to understand that the Holy Spirit moves in power just when his gospel is beheld his son is glorified and the gospel is shared like if you want to see God move in your life just do what he he wants to do and go make him known and you'll start to see him move that's the most expert thing I could share about all the things I've experienced with God, <laughs> which I think we already know because it's actually so simple. So anyway, it was just, it was special because we were watching people just respond to Jesus and actually get free of the enemy's torment. And I just remember there was, there was this young man who came all the way from Montreal because we did one of these Every Disciple Sent events in our city a number of months ago. And his brother just got free, like so crazy free. Started praying for him, our team did. And all of a sudden, he started, these spirits started manifesting through him. And he just fell on the ground and started yelling. And it was just this hectic mess. And we just stayed with him. And then he got totally free. So he brought his brother all the way here. Because he's like, well, if it happened to me, it happened to my brother too. So his brother's standing here, and they ask us to come pray for him and lay hands on him. And this young man is just bound. And as we start to pray and command things out of his life, just, we saw the fight of God. Like, man, okay, when Jesus gave his life on, his, on the cross, it wasn't easy. Right? Like, he was tormented by this. Right? Like when he raised Lazarus from the dead, I, I, I would propose that like when he was moved and he was weeping, says Jesus wept, I think he was moved because he was actually seeing his, the, the future of his own life. Because he was the resurrection and the life. And yeah, he was moved with his friends and the lost, but he'd stayed back for three days knowing that Lazarus was going to die so he could go and raise him up. I don't think he was... I think he, he obviously did that intentionally, but I think he was so moved by the reality of what his life poured out on a cross would actually do for us. Right? And he was like, he came with fight to destroy, like John's, 1 John says like he came to destroy the works of the devil. And he actually did it. He actually accomplished it. Hey. And so this man, Friday night, as we pray, all of a sudden he's just like, erupt, these spirits erupt through him to the point where like, everyone was like, woo! And then I just get to watch some believers stay with him and pray until it left. Because if there's fight in the heart of God for the lost, and we've been born again into the same image, then there can be fight in us for the lost, for those afflicted, for the sick. And goodness, our fight isn't for victory, it's from it. 
because he came and when he made us new, we are born again with a kingdom and with authority. An authority that actually gives you the keys of the kingdom so that you would never be stole from again. And you begin to steward the presence of Almighty God in and through your life so that everything you see in the Son of God's life would actually be manifest through yours in his purity, in his kindness, in his compassion, in his gentleness, in the words of knowledge that he got through the Holy Spirit. Everything that you see in him, he gave you access to. So when you see Jesus healing the sick, it was actually an invitation for you to do likewise because now you are his body and one spirit with him. When you see him getting words of knowledge, you realize through this, you actually have access to those very same things. You realize that your life is meant to be buried in the truth of what's found here and then become a son, a daughter, a child of God that has been commissioned to make him known. Do you hear me? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Tony! <laughs> I love you, Tony. That man back there is a wild man. Don't get too close. You'll probably get changed. And he, and like all missionaries, he will have a mission for your life. If you don't know what you're doing, actually, go talk to him. Because he lives in Nova Scotia and will totally train you to go make disciples. Hey? So this is what I, I want to invite you to this morning, is that you were made for a mission. You were made to behold him. And he actually wants to come and impress the weight and fight of God to actually come in you so that you would possess the same love that he has for the one that got away. You would experience that very same thing. Like when, when Jesus gave his life for you and you were born again to him, he actually, like, he actually made you capable he so fully removed sin and, and so fully made you able to walk as he did, you can actually, actually experience the same love of the Father and the same passion of the Son that would hold him on a cross. It's that same love that actually drove, like, the Moravian Christians after like 30 years in their, or just over 100 years of prayer in Hernhut, Germany, after 30 years they started sending missionaries all over the world. And those missionaries would sell themselves into the slave trade in order to reach slaves and slave masters. They sold themselves into slavery. They, they, for one more. And that love wants to possess you. He wants to possess you. And church, he didn't, he made you alive with him so that you would walk in good works. So
so that the party we're having in here today could be experienced. Like the reason we even gather, part of the reason we gather like this is literally so that the party that we start to experience in here happens on the streets and happens in your living rooms. And I want to challenge you to start when you're with people. Go, that sickness, that thing is easy for Jesus. They're struggling with something. It's easy for him. Not, you're not minimizing the pain or the struggle, but you're going by faith. You're only letting room for the finished work of Jesus to influence your faith. Nothing else. Does that make sense? Because in so doing, that's why this girl went up and touched this other woman's ears. And it's why these young leaders are like, let's just go share the gospel. Because they started to see the only one worthy to influence my behavior, my actions, my obedience is the champion, Jesus. Because in that space, you get dangerous. D.L. Moody said this, the world has yet to see what is possible, what God could do through the person who is fully yielded and surrendered to Jesus. Thank you, God. So, Father, we thank you just for the grace that you gave through your Son. Thank you that, God, you've actually made us brand new. And I pray right now just that your spirit of revelation would come and give revelation of who every single person is in this room in light of what the gospel did in and through them. I thank you, God, that you're actually confirming that they were, in fact, born again. And God, would you come just with your power right now? And I thank you that unbelief, unbelief is just not a good master. So I thank you that unbelief is being removed from the mindset of people right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that like deaf ears are opening. And your spirit is just starting to move. And and I just encourage you, like if you need to put your hand on your head and just go like unbelief, leave me. If you need to put your hand on your body and say just be healed in Jesus' name. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that every, like you gave the armor of God, which is the resurrection power of Jesus, dispersed for every person here tonight, today, (laughs) at some point in the day here, that your power to actually come and remove flaming arrows of the enemy. That all, so just even we, as as a full family today, we just take authority in the spirit realm and we just say the name of Jesus. All demonic spirits 
leave in the name of Jesus. Discouraging thoughts, unbelief, every afflicting lie that says you're bound to sin, you're bound to that one thing, you're bound to that problem, we remove and rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're going to, I'm going to hand it over to Kristen here, because I just, I'd love to, love to just invite you to something just as we start to conclude this. I actually just want you to do business with God because he actually desires to come and fill you. And he desires for you to walk. Like how, how beautiful would it be if glad tidings was known for people? Like imagine if it was just like walked in and every one of you was, the, was a leader which you, like every one of you is a disciple capable, qualified by Jesus to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. What if they walked in and there was just like this host of people who were just like, <laughs> right? Ready to throw down, thump the devil, and then rejoice that their name is written in the book of life. So I'd love to invite you just as well. I'd love to pray for, and like and I know our team and Paul would love to pray for any of you, just that God would just do this, whatever that means, Holy Spirit, (laughs) like, we want to pray that the Spirit comes and fills you, but I, I just feel like, just in my heart is like, would you just respond to the gospel that's made you right, and just thank him, and as Kristen leads, it just starts, just pour out your heart in worship. Pour out your heart in thanksgiving. Because I believe the darling of heaven, the one with, with the battle cry, will come and he'll start to move in you like a warrior. And the sword that comes out of his mouth will be declared through yours. And the power that came out of his robe would touch people all over. Whoa, so, so Kristen's going to start to leave, but I, I just want to pray that, like, if, just put your hand on whatever is ailing you. I just feel like there's um, power for healing right now. So put your hand on whatever is ail- ailing you. And so in Jesus' name, we thank you for healing. Thank you for healing right now. Thank you that you're a good chiropractor. Thank you that you're the great physician. Thank you for healing on necks, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. Diseases, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're actually bringing healing right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whoa, more, more. Just increase it right now, God. Increase it right now, what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus, that we're receiving the finished work. So just respond to him as Christian starts to lead and thank him for the healing and the work that he's doing both in your heart and in your bodies. In Jesus' name.
Thanks for listening to the GT Moncton podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to get the sermon as soon as it's released. If you have any questions or want to get connected, go to gtmoncton.com. For live streams and other videos, check out the GT Moncton YouTube channel and follow us on social media at GT Moncton to stay up to date on what's going on. God bless. Thank you.